Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 79, Time Management. My name is Jessie Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Hello everyone. I'm excited to be here today. We're going to start out this episode not with a battle buddy moment like we usually do, but with a call for battle buddy moments. I'm going to just take a second to say that I love hearing from you guys. I love when you email me. I love when I get reviews from you on the content I'm sharing, particularly the podcast. I love getting reviews from you on Facebook when you're loving what I'm posting. I just love hearing from you guys. And so today I am asking for specifically reviews for the podcast. I'm needing some new ones, you guys. So um, I know that tons of you are listening and from the people that I hear from, I know that it is helping, that it is helping you, whether you're in a deployment or not, whether you're a military wife or not. From the feedback I'm getting, I know that this podcast is helping you guys. And I love that. I love that hearing from you. I love knowing that. And I'm calling you out just a little bit. Anyone who listens to this podcast, if you have found it at all helpful in your life, if you've you know changed one thought from listening, or if you've looked at a problem in a new way from listening, I need a favor from you. I need you to take two minutes right now while you're listening to me ask for this. Don't wait or you'll forget. Just go to iTunes and search my podcast, Simply Resilient, and go to the bottom and rate it and leave a review. It really, really helps other people take a chance on my podcast and find my podcast. It'll come up better in the searches and the algorithms and all of that stuff. I don't totally understand how it works, but I know that it does. And I'll just say that I'm getting more than a thousand downloads a month. So I just know that you guys are out there listening and I just would love, love, love to hear from you. So if you want to say thank you for the podcast episodes and the content that I'm putting out, please go review my podcast right now. I cannot wait to hear from you. I went from 10,000 downloads to 15,000 downloads in about two months. So I know you're out there and I want to know what you think about the podcast, even if it's not all positive, which, you know, it probably will be, but I just, whatever you have to say about it, I want to hear it. So go leave me a review right now and then I will share your review on a future episode as a battle buddy moment. So that's what I have to say about that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. So today let's dig into our topic. We're talking about time management. Now, I want to start out by saying that if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you're used to the fact that I'm not actually going to talk that much about time management in the way that you're used to hearing about it, because you guys already know all that stuff. And there's tons of information out there on how to structure your calendar and how to Uh, get more done in a day and how to organize your schedule and how to uh, prioritize your life and things like that. And those are so important and that's absolutely a valuable place to spend your time. But I love to talk about what happens right before that. If you're familiar with the model, the CTFAR model, 
Um, I love to talk about what's happening in your thought and feeling line and the way you're used to tackling time management issues or time management goals is what's happening in the action line. And all three parts are incredibly important, but I want to help you take a look at what's going on in your thought and feeling line in the model so that you are better equipped and more set up for success when you go ahead and tackle that action line. So the way we're going to do that today is how we do it in most episodes. We're going to talk about our relationship with time, where in a lot of these episodes, we're talking about our relationship with any given thing we're taking a look at. And we know that our relationship is just made up of our thoughts of what we think about that thing. So I want to help you dig into your thoughts about time and the way you interact with time and how efficient you are with your time and how much time you have and how and your opinion of how you spend that time. And another thing that we're going to do in this episode today is increase our awareness of of the role that time plays in our life and what we think about that. Okay, so we're going to get into it. The first thing that I want to mention in talking about our relationship with time and what our current thoughts about time are is that I want you to think about the vocabulary that you use. And as you do maybe a general thought download on time so that you can start to get some clarity around the current thoughts you're thinking about time, I want you to notice if the way you talk about time is where you're in the driver's seat and you have the control or if almost as if time has the control, time has the power. We know that we all have a finite amount of time and that we all have the same amount of time every day. Time is very mathematical. Time is neutral. And yet the way we think about time affects our experience of it. It affects the way we interact with time and the results that we're able to create using that incredible resource of time. We all know that we are time and energy. Time is one of our most valuable resources. And when we know how to improve our relationship with time so that we can in turn be very effective at managing our time, those two things really go hand in hand. Our relationship with time is directly connected and correlates with how well we're able to manage our time. When we can get those things improved and looking the way we want them to look, really the world opens up to us because we can utilize that incredibly valuable resource of time and get so much more done and feel great about it and start having our life look more the way we want it to look. Okay, so when I talk about vocabulary when it comes to time, as you start to look at the thoughts that you're having, notice how a lot of us struggle with saying things kind of on repeat in our mind, like there's never enough time, or I would do that, but I don't have time. Most of us are pretty practiced at just noticing that there's not enough time and that if there's ever a problem in our day, it's because we didn't have time. So one little adjustment I want to recommend that you make right there that is a pretty easy switch to make and it will just tweak that that driver's seat concept I was talking about where if you just notice that you don't have enough time to do things that are important to you, it's almost as if time is in charge. But we want to bring it back to where we're in charge, where we're in control. We don't want to hand the steering wheel over to anybody else in this car we're driving that is our life. So the small tweak that I want to uh, challenge you guys to make is to say that sentence just a little bit more carefully. I'm not making time. I haven't made time for that. So something might come up that you're wanting to pursue or you want to make sure you're getting it in your life or you're wanting to build a new habit. And you might start by just noticing like, oh, I just don't have time for that. But if you start to say, that's really important to me and I want to do it, but currently I'm not making time for it. 
Then as that concept starts to settle into your brain as more acceptable, you'll start to ask yourself questions like, well, what am I making time for? What are some of the things I'm making time for that maybe I can stop making time for that thing, which then will give me more power to make time for this other thing that's really important to me that I'm currently not making time for in my day. That's been a very simple but powerful shift that I've made in my life is just using that specific vocabulary. So a couple of the things that I want to touch on right now are some of the thought patterns and thought errors that really get in the way of our desire to effectively and productively manage our time. So one of the main ones that I see in my coaching is that we are not very familiar with being accountable to ourself, particularly when it comes to the way we spend our time. What that means is that we're used to having outside accountability, outside pressure, outside deadlines, outside consequences, things that are outside of ourselves, whether that be from a person or an institution or even just a perceived pressure. Like even if even if the accountability isn't there, sometimes we create it, right? And I'll give you an example of that in just a minute. So we're really used to deciding how we're going to spend our time based on those outside sources. And what can be really interesting when we start to gain awareness around that is to shift the accountability to ourself wherever possible. Because when we learn the value of being accountable to ourself and feel that power of keeping a commitment to ourself as if it was a commitment to another person, as if it was a deal or a promise we made with another person, we gain so much power and ability there. So let me first give you a couple of examples of what it's like to have your accountability outside of yourself. And it's totally okay when that happens. And there's definitely going to be situations that it has to be that way. But it's interesting to know how comfortable we are with that and how we tend to be more uncomfortable or unfamiliar with ourselves being the one that we're being accountable to. So, you know, this might come up in areas you're more used to thinking about, like a school deadline or a project deadline, like a work project deadline. Or it might be that you're volunteering with someone and they've given you an assignment and they're counting on you to get it done by this certain time, right? We're used to working within those constraints. If we don't have a deadline or a consequence for getting something done, we tend to create it. Now I'll give you an example of that. So for example, if it's a like a household task that, you know, it needs to get done, we would really struggle if we like never did it again, like let's say laundry, right? But typically it doesn't really matter if we do the laundry on like Wednesday or Friday. So if we're wanting to get it done on Wednesday because Thursday and Friday are busy and if we wait all the way till Saturday, everyone's going to run out of clean underwear. But Wednesday comes and we don't really feel like doing the laundry. Then one thing that I'll notice myself doing, and I've heard my clients talk to me about this before, is we will create an outside pressure to try to kind of motivate us and force us to get it done according to plan. If Wednesday's the plan that we made with ourselves, we still are seeking that outside source to make sure we got it done that day. So that might look like, if we're using the laundry example, that might look like telling your husband in the morning, today's laundry day. Like I'm going to get all the laundry done today. And in your mind, you're thinking, oh, I'd rather do anything but laundry. Okay. But now you've told your husband. So now if you don't get it done, he might think a lot of things when he gets home and thinks, oh, she was going to do the laundry today. Maybe why didn't she do it? What did she do today? You know, we don't even know that that's what he's thinking. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. He might even say something, maybe he won't, but we've created this outside pressure 
to kind of kick ourselves in the butt so that we will go do the laundry. And there's not really anything wrong with that. We're still getting the result we want, which is doing the laundry on the day that we planned. But it's just interesting to note that it comes at a bit of a cost because we kind of had to make our husband the bad guy, which isn't fun. And we didn't get to practice just keeping a promise to ourselves, strengthening that uh, accountability to self aspect that we're working on. So when we practice being more accountable to ourselves, what that looks like is almost as if not letting ourselves down, keeping plans and commitments with ourselves. Like I already mentioned, it looks like the way we interact with other people, but it's, we're interacting that way with ourselves. So you'll notice that we're very hesitant to, you know, back out on a plan or a deal with another person, or we're way more likely to do what we said we were going to do when just another person is involved or when a a consequence will occur if we don't do the thing. And yet we're pretty quick to change plans on ourselves, to let ourselves down. And when we do this, it makes it hard to trust ourselves. And when we're able to trust ourselves, that is such an awesome place to be coming from as we make plans and create goals. So I wanted to bring that up in this episode. You could start to notice your desire for the accountability to be outside yourself. There are so many things that we do that it really doesn't affect other people if we do them or not. And our ability to get ourselves to do it can come from internal motivation and internal accountability. It's a really powerful ability to practice and strengthen within yourself. Another area that comes up kind of within this topic of accountability to self is often uh, procrastination, which is another huge aspect of time management. And I'm actually not going to spend a lot of time on procrastination today. If that is something that you struggle with, that's an awesome thing to get coached on, uh, awesome thing to take a look at. I'm going to mention just a podcast episode for you here that I will leave in the show notes. And it's from the Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo episode number 162, and she talks about procrastination, and I just love the way that she teaches. So I'm going to send you over there to learn. If you, if procrastination is something you struggle with, start to research it, start to gain awareness around it, start to run some models on it, and you will be amazed at how quickly you can make progress in that area because it's a very simple like thought error that creates that procrastination for us, that, that urge to procrastinate. And the thoughts that will create this procrastination pattern that we notice in ourselves really has a lot to do with this accountability to self. Okay, another area that I think really gets in the way, another thought pattern or thought area that really gets in the way when it comes to the efforts that we're trying to make for time management and managing our time well is wanting things to be perfect. Now, there's a lot of things that can come up when we start talking about perfectionism and perfectionistic tendencies, kind of wherever you're at on that scale. Uh, it might be that we are afraid of other people's judgment. It might be that we're afraid of our own judgment. It might be that we're dealing with shame or a fear of vulnerability or something where we aren't willing to put something out into the world unless it meets our very high expectations. And again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to put amazing things out into the world, but the th- I have a few thoughts that I want to offer you that will help you start to come to terms with these perfectionistic tendencies if there's something that you're struggling with and if it's something that it feels like it's holding you back. 
And if you're wanting to think a little differently about it and, and just start to change that experience and the results that you're creating. So the thing that has helped me so much in this area, and I love teaching my clients about this because it gives them a lot of freedom and room when it comes to time management and creation and putting things out into the world is B minus work. And I actually have an episode where I talk about this. It's actually episode three, one of the first episodes that I did because I got right to that topic because that was the one that was, I was very excited about at the time and it was making a huge difference in my life. So I'm going to touch on it just a little bit here, but if you're wanting to hear more about this concept, definitely go listen to that episode where I really dig into it. So the concept of B minus work is basically that you give yourself permission to put things out into the world. And when I say it like that, put things out into the world, I mean an email, a text, a meal, a video, any, any kind of thing that you, that other people are going to see, which is actually happens a surprising amount of time. You know, even like the way you look, uh, the cleanliness of your home, you know, there's just lots of things that we do and interact with each day that we can call like it's going out into the world, meaning other people might view it. And when other people might view it, that's when we can tend to not want to let it be unless it's perfect. So basically you give yourself permission to put anything out into the world that is B minus and above. You're, you're giving it the rating. So you've got to be careful with that because it's definitely subjective that grade, but you kind of look at it and you say like, okay, is this, is this A plus work? Is this A minus work? Is this B minus work? Is this D work? You know, you kind of start to learn your scale, your grading system, and it gives you permission and space to call something done and put it out into the world and move on even if it's not perfect. So another way I like to say that is I say, I'm always shooting for like A plus work, but I love I completely accept and love anything that gets a B minus grade and above. And again, I'm the one giving the grade, but I just love concepts and new thoughts that give me space for humanness because how great would it be if we could just put everything out at an A plus level? And honestly, we can, but it's really going to slow us down, I've noticed, and it's going to give our brain a lot of stress and anxiety because we're just humans. We're just 50-50 people. B minus is what we're going to do a good part of the time. A lot of things we do will be B plus or an A, and those are amazing too. So I just love having that goal of A plus work, but knowing that not only will I, I'm not just like tolerating things that are less than the A plus. I fully accept and am proud of. I'm That's something I'm working on. And this is one that actually comes pretty naturally to me because I love to just get lots of things done and move on to the next thing. Uh, And I don't worry too much about it needing to be just so, but I am a human and I definitely care about what other people think, even as hard as I try not to. (laughs) So I'm always working to put A plus work out to the world, but I accept and am proud of anything that gets that B minus grade or above. And another way you can look at it is you can say like a B minus average. Like if you are doing a project and there's 10 components to this project, you know, if a few of the components get an A plus grade and a few of the components get a C grade and a few get a B, then the overall grade for the project would be a B. 
So like I said, if this concept is intriguing to you, definitely go check out that episode I recorded. The The reason that I bring up this B minus work concept when it comes to time management is when I'm working with my clients on their relationship with time and on the way they manage their time, so many of them who struggle with this desire to only put A plus things out into the world really spend valuable time and energy and mental energy that could be spent elsewhere on making these things that they're working on, that they're creating, that are very important to them on trying to make them all to that A plus level. And so when I help them just ease up off that just a little bit in a way that can work with their brain, you really can't walk up to somebody who believes that all things should be A plus and say, just don't worry about it. Just don't have it be A plus. Like you can't just undo it that way. You have to help help yourself think of this in a new way. You have to give your brain a reason to believe this new way of thinking. You have to give it evidence to support why that will be okay and how the benefits will outweigh whatever perceived cost there seems to be. And we have to be able to think about it in a way that even our lower brain can get on board with because our lower brain is the one saying, oh no, that is not ready to be seen by the world. <laughs> so I have found that when you can lean into this B minus work and above, you free up a ton of time and energy that was spent trying to make everything an A plus. So I really like to teach my clients about that. Okay, the last area that I want to touch on Now that we've sort of talked about a couple of the areas that really get in our way when it comes to time management. So I want to talk about getting things done and creating results. This is an exciting part of time management to talk about because who does not love to get things done? Who does not love to just cross tons of stuff off their to-do list and feel so productive and to feel capable of creating that? So when we talk about getting things done and creating results, this is more, this is definitely still about our thoughts, but this is a little bit more of the action line that you're used to talking about with time management. And it's about what we need to do to get things done. And we know that the thoughts we think are going to support that action line. And so they're so important. So I just want to touch on a few things in this area before we close this episode. One other simple, subtle shift that I've made in my schedule that was easy to make and has made a big difference is to make sure that I am scheduling my priorities. And what I used to do, and again, this is kind of that steering wheel thought we were having at the beginning. What I used to do was just look at my week, look at my schedule and make sure that everything fit and just kind of notice what got put on my schedule and make sure that I had room for it all and time for it all and energy for it all. And what I do now, what I try to do now is to make sure that I think of what my priorities for the week are and schedule those in. One way you can say it that's kind of a little more memorable is make sure to schedule your priorities instead of just prioritize your schedule. And so what what that looks like for me is that I am in charge of my schedule. I'm not just letting my schedule be whatever it is and hoping that I have room for the things that are important to me. I'm making sure to intentionally schedule my priorities on my calendar each week so that they happen. Because if I don't make room for them, my day fills up with other things, other people's things, other things that are less important to me. And before I know it, the weeks gone by and my priorities didn't happen. A really awesome way to work on this 
is something called Monday Hour One. And this is developed by Brooke Castillo. And it's an incredible way to think about your schedule, an incredible way to think about your to-do list. And it really brings in a lot of that, the stuff we've already talked about in this episode today about accountability to self and getting things done, creating results. It's, it's fascinating and I love it. And I, I learned it a couple of years ago and I have had times in my life where I've been living it and times in my life where I've taken breaks from it and both are fine, but I really was astounded at what I was able to get done when I was intentionally managing my mind in a way where I was making time for this, this way to run your calendar, this Monday hour one tool. And I have yet to find a way that works perfectly for my personality that I can live in an ongoing way and sustain. And I'm working on that and I'm totally fine with that. I know that when I, so I'm actually not going to teach you about it here today. It's, it's kind of its whole own podcast episode, But if the little preview I've given you here today has intrigued you to learn more about it, definitely go over to the Life Coach School podcast and listen to episode 306 where Brooke teaches about it. And I think that you'll be blown away. It's something that I love to coach on. And the last tip in this little area of getting things done, that's a small shift that you can make that has to do a little bit with Monday Hour One. She talks a lot about to-do lists and the way we are used to doing to-do lists and how ineffective that can be. And this is a new way to think about your to-do list. And in fact, she teaches you how to throw your to-do list out, which is super awesome. But another little shift that I love that she taught in this area is to, instead of make a to-do list, make a results list. So when we make a to-do list, we often say all these things that just need to happen which is fine. And this is again, just a pretty simple shift, but I love thinking about it as a results list because it's so much more focused and it's so much more defined and broken down because you basically, you're asking yourself the question of not what do I need to get done today? But instead you're saying, what results do I want to have created by the end of the day? Or what results do I, do I want to create this week? And basically you're thinking about what will it look like when it's done. Because sometimes we write the thing we need to do, but it's a little bit vague and we're not really sure all that it involves. And we're not even sure what it would look like when it was done. Right? So we're saying like, we might put on our to-do list, work on the yard. And instead of writing that on our to-do list, instead of we're making a results list, we might say something more like mow the lawn, weed for 10 minutes and haul away that, you know, yard waste. So those are results we're wanting to create. If we just say work on the yard, that's pretty vague. We don't know how long we're going to do it. We don't know what day we're going to do it. You know, it's just, there's a lot to be defined there. So that's another little subtle shift. There's a lot when it comes to time management. We've just touched on a few of the aspects of it. Um, But I wanted to just get you thinking about this, get you thinking about your relationship with time. I wanted to give you a few simple thought shifts you could start to make even today that will impact that will impact your current experience of time and your current schedule so that you can see that the thoughts are always where it starts and they create everything. Even if you know that, it's so important to be showing yourself that on a regular basis by making those thought adjustments and seeing the effect that it has. Because we need lots of evidence that it always starts with the thought so that we are able to answer our lower brain when our lower brain wants us to start somewhere else. Our lower brain wants us to just focus on the action line. 
And then we can just gently remind our brain, no, it starts with the thought. What am I thinking? The action line will come. It's incredibly important, but it's very worth my time to start with the thought. So that is what I have for you guys today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here to the next level? Then join me for resiliency training. This is my monthly coaching program that includes a private coaching session with me each month, along with weekly content and individual email support. Start anytime for just $100 a month and continue at that rate as desired with no obligation. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life, and that's exactly the boost this program will give you. Sign up on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.